Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, 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 and welcome back to What We Said Podcast. I'm JC. And I'm Chelsea. And this may be our most exciting episode yet. Maybe. It may be because we're going to finally tell you guys about our merch that we have been working on for so long. But before we do that, we're going to give us give a little recap into our Thanksgiving. Chelsea got her wisdom teeth out. It's been an eventful few weeks. Mm-hmm. So where, where to begin? I was in New York for Thanksgiving. It was such a fun trip. Leif and I were in New York City for nine days, which felt like forever. We honestly felt like we were locals. By the time we were leaving, we're like, we live here. It it was the longest trip, but it was so fun. My family met us um, for the last like four days. My mom, my dad, my brothers, and my uncle and his daughters, we all um, hung out in this little Airbnb that was much different than it was pictured online. Um, I mean, it wasn't like we, we thought love we were a scamming Airbnb. <laughs> yeah, we love a scam. Um, it's not, a good scam, it's, a good Thanksgiving scam. It's not like we thought that we were staying in like a penthouse. Yeah. Like we knew it was just like a cute little cozy Airbnb, but the pictures were very deceiving. And I will say this is one of the first times that that's ever happened to me with an Airbnb. Usually it's the opposite where the photos, I'm like, yeah, that's cute. And then yeah. I get there and I'm like, this isn't really cute. Mm-hmm. But it was quite the opposite. The blinds were broken. You guys can see behind the scenes in my Thanksgiving vlog on YouTube. But um, it was crazy. so tiny. Like ev- nothing was really as pictured. Mm-hmm. The t- The kitchen table was white in the pictures. And then we got there and it was brown. Like everything was actually different. It was I wonder how that shocking. even happens. What did they do? I don't know, dude. Just like staged Photoshop? it for photos and then oh. whatever. But I'm like, that's, I don't get how Did he it has, have bad reviews? It had all good reviews. There were a few though that were like, oh, it was a little different than I anticipated. But then as we were checking out, he, um, the Airbnb host messaged my mom and was like, please remember to give me a five-star rating. And I'm like, he guilts people into it. Yeah. And I told her, I'm like, you better not. Yeah. Because you have to warn other people. Like, mm-hmm. that's the beauty of public ratings yeah. is that you warn other people, like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, exactly. So they don't fall into the same trap. Yeah. I will oh say the Wi Fi was great, though. Really? So <sighs> that really So that was fun. Um, but let's hear about your wisdom teeth experience, Chelsea. Yeah, you guys, my wisdom teeth. Well, let's just first talk about the fact that I. Thought that wisdom teeth surgery or removal, whatever, it was just like a one and done thing. 
Like leading up to it, I made the I, – I had my wisdom teeth in the back growing in. And I knew I had to get them out at some point. But the dentist had always told me like, oh, you can wait till you're older. But like you should probably just get them out when you're young because you'll heal better. So they were kind of growing in. And one day it kind of hurt. So I freaked out and just called the dentist and was like, hey, I need to get my wisdom teeth out. Went and got a consultation. They're like, okay, coming in on Monday. And I'm like, okay. So Sunday night, wasn't even thinking about it, didn't plan around it. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm getting my wisdom teeth out tomorrow. And then I went in the morning, was just out all day because I was so tired. It hurt. I couldn't eat anything. You know, you guys know how it is. Everyone pretty much gets their wisdom teeth out. But the problem is, is that I don't know if everyone does this because when I tell people I was on antibiotics, like they gave me antibiotics, people are like, really? Like, hmm. did you have an infection? I was like, no, they just gave them to me. I don't know. When you got like surgery. to prevent it or something, like to prevent infection from coming. I don't remember if I got antibiotics or not. Yeah. So I wasn't on any heavy pain meds. I was just taking ibuprofen. I don't think mine were that bad because I only had three. But three wisdom teeth? Yeah, three wisdom teeth removed. And I didn't have, I don't have four. So, anyways, I was taking my antibiotics and. If you don't know, we actually kind of talked about this on the True Spoon episode, but when you take antibiotics, it gets rid of all of the bacteria, which is good for infection, but it also destroys your immune system because all the good bacteria is also gone. So I started getting all these viral things. Like literally two days later, I got sick. I woke up with a sore throat. You know when you wake up and your throat is just so sore and it hurts so bad and you're like, okay, now I'm getting a cold. And then I had a huge canker sore. I've never had a canker sore before. So painful. It's been the absolute death of me. When I put salt on it, I'm like, I'm closer to death. Like, it, this is what oh, it, I was just, true pain feels like. Chelsea was telling me about her canker sore in the car. And I started cringing because <laughs> I've had really bad canker sores before. And it was giving me PTSD. Oh, it's like being sick. And this is what I was telling Chelsea. Being sick is the worst. Like, when you really think about how you feel when you're, like, starting to get a cold. And mm-hmm. then you, your throat is sore and you're whatever. Or if you have the flu. In those moments, you're like, what is it like to be healthy? Literally. You don't even remember what Mm-mm. it's like to be living a healthy life. It makes me have so much more, I don't know if empathy or sympathy is the right word, but for people who are sick or who are in the hospital, I'm just like, oh All the my time. gosh, yeah. that is so rough. Like, yeah. We it's take your health whole for life. granted yeah. so much. When you're perfectly healthy and there's nothing really wrong with you, like maybe you have pain here or there or something. Oh, you, you really do just take it for granted. You just go, even when I couldn't eat anything… I would see Nick chomping on something and I'm like, I want to eat so bad. I want to eat. Like, I want to chew so bad. Like, I take chewing for granted. Literally. I was so sick of smoothies and potato soup by day two. I didn't realize it was literally going to knock me out for a couple days. And like, I wasn't going to be able to do anything or really go anywhere. Couldn't eat. And then also I was telling JC, I used, I was getting, there's so many instructions. Like, I, that's the other thing. I didn't know it was going to be such a hollabaloo. Like, I thought I'd just get to surgery and I can just go on with my life. I was like, out okay. and down for a while after mine. Yeah, it's like, okay, um, rinse. Okay, you can start eating whole foods after three days or whatever. And, you know, you have a whole packet that goes over everything. And so I got kind of confused and I thought I was supposed to do the syringe, like as soon as I started eating. Okay, you even talking foods. about that is like, it's seriously making PTSD. me cringe. I'm sorry. It's making me cringe so bad. Yeah. Thinking about putting a syringe oh, in like an sick. open hole in the back of your mouth. So I got very confused with all the instructions. So you're supposed to lightly rinse at first, like, because you have literally open holes in the back of your mouth. Okay. You cannot. I seriously don't know if I can hear this. And Hearing so, <laughs> open holes in the back of my mouth is, like, what's making that, my stomach What's that hurt. phobia of, like, little holes? Ew. Tri- or 
trypophobia or something, something like, like that. Something like that. Anyways, long story short, I am um, pre – what's it called? Not premeditated. <laughs> you did it prematurely. Yeah, prematurely. Used the little sprayer thing, the syringe, and shot into my most open one. And it literally started hurting so bad. It's like I literally shot cold water onto my jawbone, like my open jawbone. That's oh, what it felt like. Oh, honestly. I can't, I can't, I can't. But it's all been good. It's been good. I have a funny, um, I have a bunch of funny videos from it. So stay tuned. We FaceTimed, Chelsea FaceTimed me. I was in the shower and it occurred to me, I saw my phone like buzzing that she was FaceTiming me. And I was like, oh no, I'm missing the best call right now because I was in the shower. So I hurried up and got out. I FaceTimed her back and she was bawling when I when she answered. Um, so mad and sad that I didn't answer the first time. And then I'm pretty sure you told me, like, I said, sorry, I was in the shower. I just got out, whatever. And then you were like, you look so cute. Oh, yeah, and I was the towel on your head. I kind of remember that, honestly. <laughs> You're like, still think that. I'm like, no, I was fully, fully awake. Yeah, no, I. No, I just watched the video. Had a robe on and. Anyway, and then when she saw Lady, she absolutely lost it. I need to stress that. I can't stress this enough, you guys. If you have not seen the video of Chelsea crying about her dog, Sophie, not having interest in her right after she got her wisdom teeth out, you need to go immediately to Chelsea Jade Curtis on Instagram. Go to the photo. It's a mirror photo of her in a fluffy jacket. Fluffy white jacket. Fluffy white jacket. Click on that. Swipe over and you'll see the video. I've watched it so many times. It makes me laugh so hard. I Okay, I remember some parts. And I remember I'm I'm currently editing a YouTube video. And I'm not going to say when it's going to be up because I, I have no idea. But I keep saying, like, I'm fine. Like, to Nick, I'm like, I'm totally fine. And he's like, you're fine? I'm like, yeah, I don't feel a thing. Like, I'm totally fine. And, and I remember just do kind crazy of coming things. to a couple times where I'm like, oh, I'm not affected by this at all. I'm, I'm totally fine. But watching that video, I don't remember a single part of it. It's so weird. It's so funny. Oh, yeah. I so they just didn't want to have a thing to do with me. Yeah, you guys have to go watch it. Yeah. Um, well, I just picked Chelsea up from LAX. Woo! We love LAX. And LAX is going to be a hard pass for me at yeah, this point. They've got to. They've got to get their shiz together at some point. At some point, the construction has got to stop. Yeah. The traffic at that airport, you guys— is unlike anything I've ever experienced. Mm -mm. And it does not matter what time you go. I've been lucky a few times where it's like not that bad. But recently, every single time I've gone, does not matter when it is. Mm -hmm. Again, it could be early morning, could be midday, afternoon, or evening. I've done all four. And there's always, it's tonight, for example, I, there was no traffic really getting to the airport. I was like, okay, we're, you know, it's smooth sailing. And then I get to the actual airport and I didn't move for, I don't know how long it took, maybe 45 minutes or an hour. Yeah. I was at the airport yeah. for an hour, just sitting there in traffic, waiting to it get to crazy. Chelsea's terminal. Mm-hmm. And I started getting shin splints. So my shins started hurting. I'm like, it feels like I have shin splints right now. <laughs> so I'm like, is it the shoes I'm wearing? Like what's going on? I Google it. Can you get shin splints while driving or from driving? And it says situations such as stop and go traffic may put too much strain on the muscles of the shin leading to shin splints. Amazing. So I literally got shin splints for sitting at LAX for an hour. You're welcome, Chelsea. That means I really love you. 
True. I'll stretch them out for you. <laughs> yeah. I need a massage, honestly, pronto. <laughs> it really is shocking because I always try and get flights where I'm like, okay, this will be a good time. And I always ask you, I'm like, okay, is this, this is a little 8.30 at night. Yeah. That seems like a good time. Seems like it would be fine. And Phoenix, Sky Harbor Airport, there was no one there. Not a soul. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is going to be nice. Like, I'm going to get there. No. LAX nope. is always just crazy. Always a nightmare. So <gasps> try to avoid that airport if you can, but it's always so cheap to fly in and out of. So that's what everyone does. That's why it's so packed probably. Yeah, it's true. You have lots from of… So many. And it's just the… It's a hub. Yeah, it's the hub. So there's really no way to avoid it. But… Oh, sorry, that just was, actually hurt my ears. Sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh. But the traffic, er, the, the construction has got to go. Yeah. Like they can figure out… This is what my whole thing with LA in general. I mean, obviously… I'm not the first person to think of this. But why don't we just add more roads? Like, why don't we try and make it less congested? I'm why? sure there are reasons. I'm sure someone's going to think are like, that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We should. Genius. Well, it's just to the regular person, you're like, why? Yeah. Can't we add more? Arizona has more freeways, I feel like, than freaking L.A. I know. L.A. driving is not fun. It's crazy. It's definitely not the best part of living here. Well, and then they always, like, are, do construction. And it's like, oh, great. And then, like, nothing helps. You're like, oh. Yeah. And while they're doing construction, it's like three years. Yeah. Of only using one lane to get into LAX. It's a rough life. But, yeah. you oh, know, well. grateful to be here. Focusing on the positives Focusing today. on the gratitude attitude. <laughs> yeah. Even though it's December. Something that we have talked about on our podcast quite a few times is creativity and the fact that you don't have to be an artist, a photographer, a designer to be creative. We're all creative in our own ways. And that's why we're super excited to be partnering with Skillshare because Skillshare, if you do not know what it is, it is an online learning community with so many classes, you guys, thousands of classes to choose from um, with so many different so many different subjects. We're talking photography, creative writing, design, productivity. I saw a class on how to make the best cup of coffee. Like they're getting real niche up in here. So um, their classes are on demand so you can learn at your own pace. You don't have to, you know, it's not like you're at school and you have assignments. You can do it at your own pace. Um, And they have so, so many different subjects you can learn about. I also know that they have like Instagram story graphic classes and stuff. So if you're trying to do social media stuff and you want to learn a new skill, this is definitely a very good place to go. I also feel like this is just a really good way to like get out of a rut. If you're in a creative rut and you just want to learn something new and put your energy towards something productive, I think this is a really fun way to do that. So join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare and get two months free when you sign up at Skillshare.com slash what we said. That is two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. Get started today by heading to Skillshare.com slash what we said to sign up. That is Skillshare.com slash what we said. And again, this will be linked in the show notes for you guys. All right, what's up, guys? I'm popping in here to tell you something that I'm obsessed with right now, and that is leggings and biker shorts. That might sound basic, but I have been living, you guys, in leggings, biker shorts, sweatshirts, hoodies lately. I don't know what has been up, but I'm feeling comfy. I'm feeling cozy. I'm in the holiday spirit. Um, Some leggings that I'm specifically obsessed with are the Fabletics Power Hold Leggings. I have mentioned these many times. If you guys have not checked them out, I would highly, highly recommend them. They are high-waisted. They fit so well, and they now make the Power Hold Leggings as shorts, too, and they're a really good length. 
Um, if you want to wear biker shorts with like a cute hoodie or something, I would definitely check them out. They also have another pair of shorts that Chelsea and I both love that have pockets so you can put your phone in there. Um, we just really, really love Fabletics. So they have a ton of trendy, stylish gym wear. They also have really good sports bras and like coats and uh, sweatshirts to throw over your gym clothes. They have a ton of athletic wear. Um, just so many options. You guys need to go to their site and browse. So how it works is you take a quick 60-second style quiz, and then you can shop from a bunch of different pieces that are specifically curated for you, which is really, really cool. I honestly love taking these little style quizzes. It's like a guilty pleasure of mine. I don't know why I think they're so fun. But also make sure to enter your email address at the end of the quiz because you'll get exclusive like monthly discounts and the inside scoop when they drop new stuff. So definitely do that. And right now you guys can get two pairs of leggings for only $24 as a VIP by using our special link, which is fabletics.com slash what we said. To break that down for you guys, that is, okay, think about $24. That is almost half of the price of a Lululemon sports bra for two pairs of leggings. Super affordable and the quality really is great. I wear these to the gym all the time. So I feel like it's important to mention also that there's no monthly commitment to purchase monthly when you sign up um, to be a VIP, but there are a ton of perks to signing up like discounts and other awesome stuff. So Again, go to fabletics.com slash what we said to get two leggings for only $24, which is a $99 value. Fabletics.com slash what we said, and we will have that linked in the show notes for you guys as well. Okay, guys, we need to chat about our merch because we are so excited. This has been a long time coming, a long time feel real. in the making. It really doesn't. Like, I, I'm so shook that you guys are actually going to like have this and wear it. Yeah. When I really start to think about that, I get so excited. So let's explain to them. First of all, the merch is launching tomorrow. When you hear this, it will be tomorrow. It's launching on Wednesday, December 4th. What we said Wednesday is December 4th. Put it on your reminders, your alarms, whatever you need to do. Um, We do not have a specific time yet for the merch launch. Uh, we do have most of the info, but I will say this. You need to follow what we said podcast Instagram account to get all of the details mm-hmm. because we're going to lay out everything so you guys can see all the pieces visually. We're going to explain them right now, but so you can see them all. We're going to talk about sizing, pricing, mm-hmm. all of the details before it launches. So if you're curious about any of that and you want to know how to buy it, all of that stuff, go to the Instagram at what we said podcast and all the info will be saved to our highlight called merch um, or it will probably be on our story when you see this, whatever. But anyway, there are four items in this merch launch. Two hoodies. We'll mm-hmm. start with those. It's a white the hoodie. OGs. A white hoodie and a black hoodie. Obviously white for me, black for Chelsea. Chelsea mm-hmm. always wears dark colors and I always wear lighter colors. So we felt like that was fitting in the yin and yang. Mm-hmm. Um, on the front, it says what we said, just in like small letters. It's pretty inconspicuous. It's not like so cheesy, yeah, cheesy or tacky. Mm-hmm. And then the back is a really cute fortune cookie design. It's like a pink rectangle with hands that are opening a fortune cookie. And the fortune cookie says, big things coming. If you've been a longtime listener, you know, you know the drill. And why did we want to put that on the sweatshirt, Chelsea, or on the hoodie? I mean, the fortune cookie or the saying itself? The saying. 
So the big things come in. I don't know when that started, but I feel like it was pretty early. It was. Where we were saying like actions speak louder than words. So there are those people that you see on Instagram or, you know, wherever in your life that say, oh, I got this big thing coming, you guys. Just wait. Stay tuned. And we don't like to be those people. But ironically, we also are those people. For example, with the merch, we've been like, stay tuned. Big things coming. And also, we wanted to remind you that there are always big things coming. There's always something good around the corner. So it has a lot of meanings. It's like a saying that we love. We say it kind of ironically to be funny, but at the same time, big things are always coming. Yeah. It's a joke, but then at the same time, I find myself being like, guys, I'm working on this video. I can't wait. Like, stay tuned. I'll post about it later. And then I'm like, oh, I am the big things coming person who I make fun of. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like just, you know, a joke, but also… We're making fun of ourselves. We're laughing with you guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? And also a good reminder. Yeah. Good reminder to stay positive. And then you can explain the sweatshirts. So we all also got two crew neck sweatshirts. Um, we had a rough go about the beginning trying to clarify which is which. Crew neck obviously doesn't have a hood. It's a regular sweatshirt. Some people call it a sweatshirt. I always call like hoodies hoodies. If they have a hood, I call it a hoodie. Mm-hmm. It's a sweatshirt. doesn't have a hood. But they're crew neck. Um, they're, we have a white one and we have a pink one. So the white one has the blue embroidered awesome on the very front. And the pink one has awesome embroidered in red. And if you guys don't know what awesome signifies for us, then honestly get out of town because we <laughs> Chelsea say it every and I, five seconds. Chelsea and I have been saying awesome sarcastically since we were 15 years yeah. old. And we literally are – our high school selves would be screaming yeah, right screaming. now. Like pooping their pants. Pooping their pants seeing that we have these sweatshirts out. I, I when I was looking at this sweatshirt, I will say I had a moment where I was like, this sweatshirt, the pink sweatshirt with the red right like embroidery yeah. on it, is me in a sweatshirt. Like yeah. it embodies me mm-hmm. in a sweatshirt. And I feel like the same for you. Yeah. With the blue one. So it's anyway, um, yeah, the awesome, I guess, signifies kind of the same thing. It's like sarcastic, and we always say awesome, like when something bad or good happens. Yeah. If something like you stub your toe, awesome. Um, you know, you get yeah. a raise, awesome. awesome. Literally awesome. So it can be used for many meanings. We always we want these to be sarcastic and funny, but also positive and mm-hmm. give you guys some positive vibes. The sweatshirts also have really cute, um, a little WWS on the sleeve embroidered. Um, for what we said, obviously. And I just wanted to like give a little insight into our journey making merch because it's been it's been a journey. It's been a journey for sure. And we've had different ideas and different things. And well, first of all, we didn't want it to be necessarily merch. Like we wanted it to be something that you could wear out that it wasn't tacky. Like, yeah. oh, that's just, you know. That you would just buy to support us, but you wouldn't really, like, want to wear it all the time. Yeah. Like, we wanted pieces that you're, like, actually going to want to live in mm-hmm. and, like, wear all the time, which I think we're finally at the point. We we wouldn't release a merch drop or, like, release something that we weren't super proud of and, like, happy with. Yeah, otherwise oh. we would have released months ago. Yeah. And so we had, like, different visions for things. We actually were— like starting with a different company kind of, and we just weren't feeling good about it. And Mm -hmm. so we kind of backed out of that. And now we feel like we're actually really proud of the product and really excited about it, which is like the point we wanted to get to, obviously, before we release a product to you guys. Yeah, and our vision has been executed. Yes. Like we definitely had a vision going into it. Um, 
of what we wanted and we've kind of stuck to that. We know we knew what quality we wanted. We knew what we wanted the whole time and we've stuck to our guns and I'm like really, really proud of the the end product. Yes. There was even like a moment where the blue on the awesome, like first the font of the awesome, we're like, that's not it. Mm -hmm. We had to change it. We had to change the mock-ups. It pushed it all back. And then we got it literally like they had another mock-up made and the blue of the awesome were like, that's not it. Like it has to be so specific. Yeah. And then we even got the samples in and physically like felt them and touched them and saw them. And we're like, we want it. We originally had the um, WWS on the sleeve screen printed and we're like, we want it embroidered. Like we want it to just be better, like a little bit higher quality and like match with the embroidery that says awesome. Anyway. It's been a journey and we're super proud of it. As far as pricing, you guys can see all of the official stuff, like I said, on our Instagram with the merch thing. But I will say that as far as pricing goes, I've seen so many people say this, like if they launch merch and people are like, oh, why isn't it cheaper? Or like, oh, it should be more expensive. It's like we, first of all, Chelsea and I made it as affordable as possible for Mm -hmm. you guys. And we want you to know that. Yeah. Um, Like… We really truly do mean that. Like we are not trying to just make a bunch of money off this. Like mm-hmm. we wanted it to be realistic, but at the same time, it costs money to work with a company and work with our network and produce these things. And you know, yeah. So I don't I don't know what else to say about that other than like we really did try and make it as fair as possible. Yeah, we want you to know that we want you in the merch more than we want the money from the merch. Yeah. And we want we want you guys to be a part of this community and be able to like, mm-hmm. you know, be a part of it and get the merch. We don't want it to be exclusive and whatever. And yeah. people also ask like, is it going to sell out? And like, I, what if I can't buy it right now? And that's something that we don't know. It really depends on how many of you guys buy it. Like we're just yeah. going off of that, you know? Mm-hmm. So as of right now, we don't know if it'll sell out, but definitely try and like get on it quick, I think. Yeah, you have a couple days. Like we don't know for sure. Again, follow us on Instagram. We'll give you the specific date, but you have a couple days after the launch to order it to for sure get it before Christmas. And then there is a cutoff date. So the sooner you get it, the faster it will come for Christmas. Yeah. If you want to get it as a Christmas gift for somebody, if you want to get matching ones with your friends, um, make sure you get on it fast. That way you're not you know, waiting and it comes December 30th or something right. after Christmas. The the cutoff date, I believe we actually know, and it's December 10th. Oh, perfect. So um, we'll remind you guys because that's the day, that's the following next Tuesday. So it'll be when we have an episode up. So we'll, mm-hmm. we'll give you guys a reminder, but definitely order it before then if you are giving it as a gift or you want it as a gift for Christmas. And send your boyfriend, your husband, your mom, send them the link. <laughs> send them that link though. Um, but yeah, we're, we're really, really excited. And mm-hmm. thank you guys so much for your enthusiasm. About yeah. You it. guys have been insanely supportive. It's yes. actually, I, I'm email thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have been the best. We're going to take a quick break here. So I could tell you guys a little bit about our sponsor today, Bowl and Branch, makers of the softest and the most comfortable sheets in the whole world. And here's a fun fact for you. 97% of customers surveyed said they slept better on bowl and branch sheets. So why is that, you may be asking? Is it because they're made from 100% pure organic cotton? Is it that they start out soft and get softer and softer over time? 
Maybe you just got to get them and film for yourself. They're easily comparable to $1,000 sheets, but Bull and Branch sells them for a fraction of the price, starting at just $160. That, my friends, is what we call a steal. For a limited time, you can get their luxury flannel bedding to keep you cool sleepers warm, and because they breathe, keep you warm sleepers cool. This is a game changer if your husband is like mine and turns into a furnace at night and I'm always freezing. They're soft, warm, and breathable. I can attest to how soft and amazing these sheets are. When I got my bowl and branch box on my doorstep, I thought, first of all, wow, that box is fancy. And added bonus, 100% of their packaging is made from recycled paper. Wow, and can be recycled and or repurposed, which is amazing. But then I felt the sheets and I was sold. Shipping is always free with Bull and Branch. You can try them out for 30 nights, risk-free. That is a long time. And right now you get $50 off your first set of sheets at bullandbranch.com with promo code SAID. That's $50 off at bullandbranch.com using the promo code SAID, S-A-I-D, spelled B-O-L-L and branch.com, code SAID. Go now. Today's podcast episode is wedding horror stories, your guys' worst wedding stories that you've sent in, which got us thinking about our worst wedding stories. So Tulsi, did you personally have any horror stories at your wedding? Not really. I I honestly feel like my wedding day, even if there was, like I know that there actually was things that like went wrong, but it felt like the perfect day to me. That's how I feel. Yeah. Like my mom would tell me stuff behind the scenes like, oh, this went wrong. And I was just like, oh, I had no idea. Yeah, I had no clue. I And nor did I care. I was and just like, this is the best day ever. Like I remember driving away with me and Nick were just beaming. We're like, that was the literally the perfect day. Yeah. And then my mom tells me like, oh, the DJ threw up. Like all these things. I'm like, oh, I had literally no idea. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I wanted to share my little horror story that happened. And honestly, you guys, I have said this before. I have the worst freaking memory. It's sad that this was only four years ago. And I still can't remember. And it's like my wedding. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving past my childhood trauma, yeah. I guess. Um, so this was not my actual wedding, but it was when I went to take bridal photos. So oh, yeah. my best friend Tyson took our, our bridal photos and our wedding photos. And we went to Oregon to take my bridal photos because, you know, I wanted something different than the desert. I was feeling bougie. We had flight mm-hmm. benefits. We're like, let's do this thing. Yeah. So we flew all the way to Oregon. And my memory is a little bit fuzzy, but I do remember that. So I got my dress custom made. And it was cutting it really close to the deadline of like when we were going to shoot bridles. And I want to say that we picked it up on the way to the airport. Like I (gasps) didn't, I'm pretty dang sure I didn't try the dress on until I was in Oregon. And I was just like praying that it would fit. I might've tried it on right before and realized this. I don't remember, but either way it was like, there was no time to make any adjustments, any uh, any adjustments or alterations. Like it was just what it was. Mm -hmm. So we're like, well, hope it's good. And I was having it made by, like, it was, like, a family friend of a friend. Like, she was great. It wasn't anything bad. But it was just, it wasn't, like, this super professional bridal shop. And I wasn't paying, like, 10 grand for my dress is what I'm trying to get at here. So, anyway, we get to Oregon. And I try it on. And it is, like, too big around the waist. Like, like pretty, pretty, pretty too big. Like, not… I'm like, yeah, this is not flattering. Not flattering. And then the bottom of the dress is not long. Like, it's not long. It's not, like, dragging at all. Like, it's above. 
Like I have my heels on and it's not touching the ground. And I'm like, that's not the vibe I was going for for my wedding dress. Like I wanted kind of like a little bit of a train, not like a huge thing, but wanted it to at least like kind of sweep the ground. Yeah. So we went to, luckily my mom is like, the craftiest human being alive and has had like years of sewing experience. So we went to this random like lace store in Portland and my mom and me and Leif, no, was Leif with us? I think so. No, maybe it was just me, my mom and Tyson went, picked up this lace that like, we're like, maybe this will work. Yeah. Literally went into the girl's bathroom at the lace store and my mom starts like pinning it onto my dress like is this gonna work and then she stayed up all night and sewed it and then we used a chip clip what is that literally a bag like for a bag of chips oh like a clip oh my god clip the back in all my bridal photos so any bridal photo you ever see where it's like looks like it's like so slim to my waist was because a chip clip was behind (gasps) it i did not know that you didn't no and so then when I got back, we obviously like had the adjustments actually made before my wedding day, yeah. which was nice that we had the time to do that. But like in the moment, just like in that moment when I tried it on and I just like looked in the mirror and I was like, no, like, yeah. this is not it, sis. Like this, no. is, this is not it. And it's my wedding dress and I feel not cute. It was not the vibe. No, you're supposed to put it on and literally start crying. Yeah, I was crying for, for another reason. <laughs> yeah, for other reasons. But anyway. Oh my gosh, but they were stunning anyways. Thank you. It all turned perfect. out okay. The wedding was Luckily, pictures, you can, yeah, you can video, make it work. Video, no. Not so much. No, definitely not. Okay, let's hear your— Okay, this is my actual wedding disaster story because I feel like wedding disasters are more— traumatizing for the guests or for the mother or for like the bridesmaids or people who are are involved involved. in like the planning process yeah exactly and maybe not the bride and groom so my little sister got married in October uh so about a month and a half ago and so I was I was doing the flowers and up to this point I was in Nashville basically while my sister was planning this wedding so I wasn't really a part of it that much a part of the planning, uh, I would help out like here and there. And then it was basically like my sister and my mom putting it together. And also my sister was in Utah this whole time. And my mom was in Arizona where the wedding was being held. Yeah, it was being held. And so there was just a lot of like communication going on, miscommunication going on, the whole shebang. So the we- the wedding weekend happens and everything's fine. Everything's fun. Um, and Abby had showed me like maybe a month prior, I asked her about her wedding cake. And she showed me this picture of this gorgeous cake, like this three-layer cake with like these intricate butterflies. She wanted like a Tuscany picnic um, vibe. vibe for her wedding. And so I'm looking at this. I'm like, this is literally stunning and it's so cute. It's like a garden on a cake. And I was like, are you sure they can do that? That looks so hard. That literally looks like Cake Boss. Like, yeah. I don't, I haven't never seen that cake before. And she's like, yeah, they like, they said they could do it. And I was like, okay, cool. Didn't think about it. And then the day of the wedding, my brother and his girlfriend were going to put the cake at the venue. So they went to go pick it up. They don't know anything about the cake, obviously. Like they're just running an errand. And we're about to go into the temple for their ceiling. So for those of you that don't know, for LDS people when they get married, a lot of the times they get married in the temple. So they'll have like a ceiling ceremony and then they'll have um, a wedding reception afterwards. So it's like kind of two parts. The wedding reception is more of like an open house, honestly. Like just kind of a party with Yeah, it's just a just a party, but you're not getting married in that 
same venue. So we are about to go into the temple and not we, sorry, Abby and my mom were about to walk into the temple, literally walking up to go in for her to get sealed for eternity to her <laughs> husband. And the reception's right after the sealing. So like when you go in for the sealing, that's when it starts. Like that's when the day starts. There's no more prep going on. And my mom's like, oh my gosh, she gets a text from my brother with a tech with a picture of the cake. <gasps> oh no, 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 no. And my mom's like, oh my gosh, Abby, this is hideous. And she shows it to my sister. Worst bad, idea. Worst mo- Yeah. My mom was like, why didn't you guys tell me not to do that? I'm like, no one was with you. So she <laughs> showed Abby right before Abby walks in and Abby goes, Chelsea will fix it. Chelsea will fix it. I'm like, uh, like I have never had any experience with cake. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, you're, I like, you're do, giving me too much credit, girl. Yeah. Like I, I can do deck. I know it looks good for the most part. Like I did the flower arrangements for the table, but I'm like, that's about the extent of my like <laughs> wedding experience. I don't know if I can literally frost a cake or something like that, like a legitimately professional cake. So I'm like, okay, I don't find out until after we get out of the temple. And I'm talking to my brother and his girlfriend who had gone and picked up the cake. And I'm like, is it bad? And they're like, well, what is it supposed to look like? And I showed them what it's supposed to look like. They just start busting up laughing and they show me the picture. Fluorescent green. You guys, go look on my Instagram. I have a whole wedding highlight, like wedding disaster highlight about this because you will be shook. It was literally nailed it. It was a 12-year-old must have made the cake. Like it looked like the butterfly, the butterflies were horrible. They were horrible. It was really bad. And the thing is, is that that like they gave it, the cake company gave it to them with such confidence. Like, didn't yeah. they say, they're like, this was our best cake. I'm yeah. like, that's where I'm going to have to draw the line. No, like, that's going to be a no. That That's like, if you can't do even, it, say you can't do that. Exactly. It's like, it didn't even look close. And no. that's not us being rude. It's just, oh, you will honest. actually die when you see the pictures. It literally looks like, if you've seen this show, nailed it. it. It That's what it looks like. Yeah. Not even the right colors. Like my sister was like, the, the annoying thing is, is I gave them a picture of the cake and I gave them my colors. Like these are my wedding colors. They're like super muted. Yeah. Really pretty colors. They literally did neon green. Yeah. The blue was Brightest like a bright blue. Too. Yeah. Bright purple. Just. And they literally did the it photo. with like a little, um, not like fondant, like whatever. No, literally like a freaking pit, plastic yeah. bag with yeah. a Ziploc. Like cut a hole in the yeah. corner of a plastic bag That's and did it. was vibes I was getting. It was crazy. So anyways, we're like, okay, we just got to scrape off. So it it's up to me and my sister and not Hannah at this point. Because Hannah has a good eye too. So my mom <gasps> oh my was gosh, like. I'm looking at it again and I'm beyond words. Shook. So shook. And it wasn't, sorry. And it wasn't like a cheap thing either. No, no definitely not a cheap cake. But when you think about it, or um, I was like, well, when you think about the price, it kind of makes sense. But the thing is, is that when they went in, they were like, are you sure you can make this? And they went and showed the main um, baker or whatever, like the head baker. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, for sure. But I don't think he did it in the long run. I think oh, someone else did it. Okay. And so anyways, before I get further into this, just know that we did get our money back and they were like perfectly Oh, whatever. they were? Yeah. Okay. We, did, we got most of it back. Like we paid for the product basically. Okay. But um, anyway, so me and Hannah are on the job. We're like, okay, we have to fix this cake. We have an hour until the reception starts and we're taking pictures in literally 30 minutes. Like me and her were both bridesmaids too. So we're like, okay, we have to fix this cake in literally 30 minutes and put it on the cake stand and just 
wish for the best. So we're like, okay, easy. Nick goes and buys buttercream. We were like, okay, our plans to scrape all the butterflies and ugly freaking leaves off of this thing and just put white on it and just have it be a white cake. Like totally cute. Maybe yeah. put some flowers on it or some greenery. And so that was the plan. So Nick bought the buttercream. We were on our way. I was holding the box so carefully going over to the venue. We get to the venue. We put it on the table. We open the box completely on the side. Literally had fallen over. The top two layers had slid off and was crashed against the side of the cardboard box. And I was like, okay, Hannah, maybe we can slide it back on. So we both get grab our hands on the frosting and try and pull it back onto the bottom like foundation layer. Just cracks even more. Now the bottom layer is like cracked. So you you just can't do anything. Literally unusable. Yeah. So our faces were like jaw dropped. Now we don't have a cake. Like the cake is actually broken. We can't even put broken. this thing <laughs> no, out. Cake. Literally. So we have literally 20 minutes. The sun is going down faster than we anticipated. So we have to take our bridesmaids pictures. Mind you. Like we're all in our dresses. This is the only time we can take our bridesmaids picture. And it's literally probably going to be sunset in 20 minutes. And we don't have cake. So me and Hannah are like, let's just call around local bakeries. Pick up a simple white cake. Call it a day. Call everywhere, not open. Like literally we called a bunt cake place. And we're like, okay, we cannot stoop that low. We're not getting a bunt cake. But I was like, let's go to Walmart. They might have like those little circular cakes. We could just get one or two of those and just call it a day. And so we're like, okay, we're praying on our way over there. Like praying. We walk in, we go to the bakery. Sure enough, Walmart came through for us. They had those two little um, like white cakes. Just mm-hmm. circular cakes. They had like coconut on the side, but they had cherries on the top. So I was like, we can just scrape the top off. So we're like, okay. So we bring it back. We bought two of them. Somehow we stacked them on top of each other, which was horrifying in and of itself because we're like, what if they fall? Oh we gosh. stacked them on top of each other. So it looks like a little bit more of a wedding cake and not just literally a Walmart cake. Scrape off the sides a little bit. Like we literally had the cardboard thing still in the middle because we didn't want to take the cardboard part off. So there's cardboard in the middle and then put some buttercream over the cardboard in the middle so you couldn't see the part and put Put some some flowers on it, put some greenery, some eucalyptus on that baby. (laughs) And we were shook at the result. It looked so cute. It looked so cute. We were like, wait, we should actually sell these. Like we should go to Walmart. The cakes were $5, you guys. Five, actually maybe 10, but whatever, $20, $10 cake. And it was actually cute. So that's what they ate. So they cut up. We freaking saved the day. But you guys have to go see the before and after. You guys need to go to the highlight. It's crazy. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, you guys sent in some wild stories. Yeah. So we are just going to get right on into it. All right. We got a lot of stories. So here we go. At my brother's wedding, one of his groomsmen brought his girlfriend to the wedding. She was around 25 years old, I would say. The girlfriend started to get way too close to my family in a weird way. She got drunk and started to tell us that we were the family she never had because she was kicked out of her home at 15, but we had only known her for two hours. Then she was found making out with my grandpa by my grandma. There was a lot of yelling and madness right after that. Excuse me. That's the whole story. The grandpa? <laughs> the grandpa was making out with a 25-year-old and the grandma found them. You are joking. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I cry. <laughs> He's like doesn't actually know what's going on. Yeah. Ew. Hi, girls. I love the podcast. And once I saw that you guys were asking about wedding nightmares, I knew I had to write in. 
Back in 2011 at my cousin's wedding reception, the party seemed to start off fine, but of course we were wrong. My family is German, so we love our alcohol, and a lot of the adults had maybe a few too many drinks. Yikes. So around maybe 9 o'clock, we're out on the dance floor, jamming out to Living on a Prayer. When the final chorus starts playing, one of the groomsmen throws up which then leads to a domino effect of people vomiting left and right. From bridesmaids to family to friends, the dance floor was just covered in vomit. I was 14 at the time, so myself and the younger cousins had to be wrangled outside to avoid the carnage that went on. If there was anything good to come out of it, one of the guests caught up in the mess ended up marrying my cousin's sister, and thankfully their wedding was picture perfect. Keep up the great work and have an amazing day. (sighs) Just throw up everywhere. My best friend was a bridesmaid in my wedding and realized during the outdoor pictures that she got her period and it soaked all the way through the back of her dress. They were super light blush pink colored. She said it must have transferred when she sat down in the limo from the ceremony to the outdoor picture location because there was a spot of blood on the seat. She was mortified. Our photographer had to edit the blood out in all of our pictures when she turned around and it was visible during the ceremony too. She had to change clothes for the reception and I know she was mortified. Just a big red spot on her butt on an almost white dress. Ew. Uh, that's also the not like you ever. like shaming you because it happens but it is the worst it's the worst thing ever and it's always like does mother nature know it's exactly when to get you well and the weird part for me is like i don't know about you maybe i have weird bodily functions but i feel like just randomly like i think i'll have everything under control and then just randomly it's like i bleed through something i'm like why yeah i thought i was prepared for this yeah i thought i've been doing this for like 12 years yes. at this point yeah Man, I've never told anyone but my husband this. This setting is around the time I'm already married and my best friend is engaged to, let's call him Jake, who was my husband's best friend. We four were literally all so close and had been friends for maybe six years already with no problems between us. As it should be, they were head over heels in love with each other and thought neither could do any wrong, okay? Well, one day everything changed and nothing has ever been the same. Mm. I'm scared. One evening when I was still planning... For a bachelorette party for the bride-to-be, Jake walks up to my car window and starts asking me if I needed any help with anything and that he thinks the evening will go perfectly and be a great time for us girls. Sweet, right? No. Jake is a freak. He suddenly says, is there anything I can do to relieve any stress? And in a flash of a second, goes for the collar of my shirt and tries to grab my chest. (gasps) I was so confused. She put in caps. I didn't even know. So I'm assuming that's how she wanted me to say it. (laughs) I didn't even know if this was really happening. Of course, I was shocked and just angrily shouted, what was that? And he said, whatever you're thinking it was. What? Honey, I started rolling up the window so fast, not caring for one second if he was dismembered. (laughs) Then I get a note from him and it was just a smiley face. What? A note? (laughs) What do you mean a note? I don't know. No context. And I sent back, you are a, um, a text. A text. And I sent back, you are a lowlife and I hope she has the guts to leave you. Well, not smart of me. Next morning, that one single message I sent him had been passed on to her and her family and mine with no context of a story or anything. She didn't believe me when I told her what happened. Oh no. And all that I can say is the wedding was super awkward and my husband wanted to kill him. Ah, weddings. Also, love you guys. And this podcast is everything I've ever needed. Being a female sucks. (laughs) Being a female sucks. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so weird. Like, and imagine, so awkward. Imagine being so close with, you know, yeah. like a couple friend and then the guy just turns. You're like, terrified. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. And then you tell your friend and your friend doesn't believe you. And yeah. you're just like, cool. Awesome. 
I had my reception at the Utah State Capitol building, and since it is government-slash-state-owned, technically it was still open for people to come in and walk through it. Well, it just so happened that the night of our wedding, there were multiple Asian tour buses visiting Salt Lake City, and apparently the Capitol is the number one place to visit. So we had about 200 unexpected (gasps) guests at the wedding. Taking pictures of everything, getting in our faces, taking pictures of me and my husband, giving us zero personal space. You are kidding. They were in line for the ice cream bar, messing, (laughs) messing with our decorations— Taking seats so other guests had nowhere to sit. I have nothing against Asians or tourists, but when they are bombarding your wedding like that, it can be frustrating. Luckily, my mother-in-law is a bad A and yelled at them and kicked them out. It eventually died down, but what a crazy experience. Oh my gosh. How crazy would that be? That is crazy. That is a story to tell for Because they probably, when they they rent out the place, they probably say, by the way, people can come in here. And you're probably like, okay, well, two or three people who are looking. And then all of a sudden, a tour bus crazy. Hello, ladies. First off, love the podcast. You guys are the cutest best friends. Love your dynamic. We never get sick of the compliments, (laughs) ladies. This horrible wedding story actually happened to my BFF. Her mom and dad were getting married and her aunt shows up in a white wedding dress to their wedding. (gasps) That's right. You read that right. A white wedding dress. When asked by family what she was doing, she acted like it was no big deal. Talk about wanting to be the center of attention. Thanks for always making me laugh and inspiring me. You gals rock. Oh my gosh. Wait, speaking of that one, I have one that kind of relates and I want to get your take on it. Okay. Okay. Hi girls. Love your podcast. The day I got married, my sister thought it would be the perfect time to let me know she was pregnant. Her reasoning for it was because she didn't want people to question why she wasn't having any alcohol to drink. In my opinion, I don't think anyone would have thought twice about why she was drinking or not because it was my wedding. She told me she didn't have any intention on stealing my shine or anything, but just thought I should know. A little bit of info about us. I'm the type of person who naturally does not like attention, and she always was the attention seeker growing up. My wedding day was the one day I wanted to be about me, as it should, right? As I should, right? Needless to say, I have not forgotten about it since. Ooh. What do you think about that? Do you think so that's her sister, bad? So her sister told her or told everybody that day? That's, I'm not sure. I'm unclear. Because if she just told her, that's fine. I mean, I had yeah. a friend who told me after my wedding, which I thought was nice, like a couple days after my wedding, she was like, hey, I'm pregnant. Like she was pregnant at my wedding. But I do think it'd be a little weird on your wedding day. I think that'd be weird. Yeah, that's Imagine, what I'm saying. Like yeah. she waited and I was like, oh, that's nice of her to wait. Yeah. Because but if it's think- like… Well, I was thinking if it was just her, it's not that big a deal. But imagine you just like on Abby's wedding day, you're like, Abby, I'm pregnant. And she's yeah. like, um, like that's so exciting. But yeah. like, this is literally actually my only, the yeah, one day exactly. that's supposed to be like Yeah. It's like, just wait. Yeah. A just day. wait a day. Yeah. Or tell me a few days before if like you weren't going to drink and it was going to yeah. be weird. You know It'd be I mean? one thing if she was like, why aren't you drinking? Why aren't you doing this? And you're like, right. I'm pregnant. But yeah. you're not going to be like, hey, guess what? I'm pregnant today. Yeah. Because it's like she probably didn't find out that day. Yeah, probably not. That would be another thing if they were together and she found out or something. Right. Yeah, I think it was a little weird. Anything like that, like don't do it around that. No. Time. No. If it's someone's wedding, just, just stop. No. Okay, it's here's another you. thing that I have to say about weddings. And this just goes for everybody. It's the bride's one day. Don't make it about you. If you're a bridesmaid and you don't like the dress— Just wear the stupid dress. Don't complain. You're doing this for her. You're not doing this to look pretty in a picture. And if you're, like, if she's getting her makeup done, don't go up and ask the makeup artist to do your makeup too. And, like, just just don't do stuff like that. No. It's not about you. It's about the bride. You can have one day where you're not the center of attention. Agreed. Mic drop. 
This didn't happen to me, but it's a story a friend told me that had me shook. My friend flew across the the country to go to one of her good friend's weddings. It was a backyard ceremony at the bride's parents' house. Everyone was waiting in the backyard for the ceremony to start, and 45 minutes after it was supposed to start, the DJ let everyone know there was some sort of delay slash emergency. Nobody knew what was going on, and an hour after that, the groom came down and let them know that there wasn't going to be a ceremony anymore and that the bride no longer wanted to get married. But they still had the whole wedding, so everyone had to stay. The bride awkwardly came down, and they still had a party and ate the food slash cake like nothing had happened. My friend said it was the most awkward experience, and nobody knew how to react, so they had to endure a really awkward party with the bride and groom trying to keep a happy face after literally getting dumped on his wedding day. And she flew all the way there just to have there actually be no wedding. You are joking. Why would you continue the party? Yeah. Just cancel Just everything. Just cancel it. Honestly, at that point, it's not worth it. No. You can tell everyone else they can stay. Bye yeah. and groom. Bye. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. No, I'm yeah. not sticking around Maybe for the that. families. Yeah. Honestly, though, more power to her for like canceling it before it was too late. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's people, true. People get too scared and then they yeah. just get married because they're scared. And then yeah. they get divorced because they're yeah. not happy. That's so. true. Good on you. Good on you. Hello. Crazy wedding story coming at you. So I'm a harpist and frequently play for weddings. I had a very type A Disney-obsessed bridezilla who wanted everything (gasps) to be flawless. Wait, that's actually my worst nightmare. Those three things that she just said. Type A Disney-obsessed bridezilla. Those are the worst three words I could hear. She mailed me the Cinderella score a year in advance, so I practiced and perfected it. Anyway, the day of the wedding, I arrived early to set up. As I was about to start playing, I realized that my younger sister had taken the music score out of my notebook so she could try and learn it on the piano. Oh, no. I was panicked. I tried to practice what I remembered to piece it together, but I knew this bride would flip out if it wasn't perfect. And also, once you know you don't have it, you're like, I forgot everything. Oh, you're terrified. Not that I play the harp, but yeah. with anything. So I called my boyfriend who was at my house, and he drove the score over to the wedding. However, I lived far away from the wedding, so by the time he got there, the wedding had already started. I started playing what I remembered, and suddenly I saw him walking down the aisle no. in between bridesmaids. <laughs> no, 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 no. He ended up in parentheses. He doesn't know a lot about weddings. Anyway, I give him a glare that meant sit down, but he kept marching down the aisle to my music and, <laughs> can't, and handed me the book in front of everyone. Then she put like the crazy tongue face, <laughs> like, cool. I was like, wow, this can't get worse, but it did. The bride started walking down the aisle and a strong gust of wind blew. This was an outdoor wedding. I was on uneven ground and suddenly my ginormous harp blew over on top of me. (gasps) I was stuck in a bush with a giant harp on top of me while the bride was halfway down the aisle and panicking. No one was helping me. Oh my god! They were all in shock. So my boyfriend gets up out of his seat and waves his arms on stage and says, stop the wedding. He comes over and helps me. I can't with stop the wedding. <laughs> that was one of the worst experiences of my life. And I get anxious every time I hear a song from the Cinderella score now. That was a disaster and I feel horrible about it. Anyways, love you all and love the podcast. And she sent a picture of her boyfriend with the harp and she said he was, um, oh, I can't see it now, but she basically was like, he was the person who ruined the wedding and the savior. And he's just <laughs> like this like sweet guy holding a harp. <laughs> oh my God. Stop the wedding. <laughs> Honestly, boyfriend of the year. Yeah. 
Okay. Hey, Chelsea and JC. I love listening to your podcast each week. You two are so sweet and funny. Here is my wedding story. I decided to hire someone to do my hair and makeup the morning of my wedding so that I wouldn't have to worry about it. The morning of my wedding, I was so anxious and nervous that everything would go smoothly. My hair and makeup artist told me that she would be coming from another appointment that she had previously booked, but that everything would work out because she would bring her assistant to do my makeup while she did my hair so that it would go faster and only take them an hour. First off, right off the bat, it's like, you ain't getting me done in an hour for my wedding. Well, also, it's, yeah, it's like, this is my wedding day. Don't, yeah. like, book another appointment and then screw me over. Yeah. They planned my appointment to be exactly an hour before I had to leave to make it to my wedding. That's That, that already gives me anxiety. Yeah, is not good. Just a side note, I had never done a makeup or hair trial run with them, and I was scared to have her assistant do my makeup because she had o- she only had a few mediocre before and after shots on her Instagram. Anyways, I'm sitting there anxiously awaiting their arrival until finally I get a text saying they're running a little bit late. Well, 30 minutes later, they finally arrive, which means they only have 30 minutes to do my hair <gasps> and makeup when they previously quoted an hour, which an hour was already cut now. Let's yeah. be real. Okay. Thankfully, they barely made it done in time and I was fairly impressed and happy with the results. However, I was super pressed for time, so I rushed out the door. I drove myself to the temple and because I was so stressed, I hadn't even realized that I was completely speeding. To make matters worse, now I had a cop car behind behind me with its lights on. I was being pulled over for the first time in my life on my wedding day. At this point, I'm so late, I just wanted to cry from all the nerves. The cop gets out and walks up to my car. He takes a glance at the big puffy dress in the back seat and looks at my fancy hair and makeup and says, is it your wedding day? And I said, yes, it is. I bet you he probably saw the stress and the tears in my eyes. He said, well, you better get going then. Congratulations and remember to slow down. Shout out to that cop. I ended up making it to the wedding on time and everything else was so, so perfect. But man, that was such a stressful morning. Oh my God. Sweet cop, sweet though. sweet angel cop. When when certain cops pull you over and they're just so sweet, oh, I really just and you're like you them. are a gem. And then yeah. yeah, it's just and you have other experiences that make yeah. you not happy. Yeah, this is more comical than horrific. Well, even if it was horrific, it would be comical. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but it's still one of my favorite stories to this day. I was one of the bridesmaids at my best friend's wedding, which would be up in Salt Lake City, Utah. I live in Provo and plan to drive myself up the next morning to make it to the temple on time. So if you guys don't know, Provo is like an hour-ish away from Salt Lake. Mm -hmm. The night before the wedding, my car completely broke down and there was no one who could give me a ride. So that next morning, I put on my vans, threw my heels into my backpack, and rode my penny board all the way to the train station in my bridesmaid dress while lightly drizzled. But somehow managed to keep my hair and makeup looking nice. An hour and a half later, I got off the train and finished the last leg of my journey to Temple Square on my trusty penny board. I quickly threw on my heels and ran inside. Thankfully, the cute old temple workers at the front desk let me in with my muddy skateboard. The rest of the day was pure magic and not even a broken down car could keep me from showing up to my BFF special day. Shout out penny board for saving my life. I it's thought cute. you were going to say oh, penny boarded the whole way. Me too. The penny board to freaking Salt Lake and I would have been shook to my core. Wow. What a good friend. Seriously. Those are the kind of friends you need. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wedding horror story. So I went to a wedding a year ago and the wedding officiant or speaker gave a really nice about 20 minute talk. And then that was it. He ended the ceremony. He completely forgot all the important (laughs) wedding things. He forgot the vows, the rings and the kiss. It was so awkward. And everyone was basically looking around like, what is happening? Finally, the bride and groom just awkwardly kissed on stage without anyone saying, You are kidding. You may kiss the bride. Someone from the audience yelled, The rings. <laughs> and they quickly exchanged rings. The speaker, oh my gosh. The speaker just stood there on stage awkwardly the, rest, the whole rest of the time. He was older and I think he just got confused. I heard 
that after the ceremony was over, they went in a back room and read their vows since they never got a chance to on stage. Oh, that's sad. I feel like your whole wedding just ruined. Yeah, that's really sad. And it's so weird that they couldn't like, I'm like, someone just take over at that point. Yeah. You can't just be like, well. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, come on. Just like. <laughs> the rings. Like, make it happen. What the heck? What the heck? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Okay, on my wedding day, one of the groomsmen made fun of my matron of honor, aka my best friend, for being stressed about the speech. She was a shy girl. And he said to her, why are you so stressed? You're not even the maid of honor. She just made you the matron of honor so you didn't feel bad about not being the maid of honor. And he literally said that in front of all the other groomsmen. She was already stressed and so embarrassed and she started crying and ran to the bridal room that we had at the venue. Mind you, speeches were in like five minutes and she refused to do it. So I had to run out and ask another one of my bridesmaids to give one. And side note, This bridesmaid of mine had actually known my husband longer and better than she had known me. Everyone was so flustered when it came to the speeches because of the situation, and everyone was worried about my best friend. So I kid you not, every single person that gave a speech talked about my husband and not me, including my own father. Amazing. My maid of honor, two of the two of my bridesmaids, and two groomsmen. So I sat there so awkwardly, hoping that no one else would notice. My friends came up to me after and were like, "Wow, that was so weird." And I was like, "Haha, yeah," trying to blow it off. But literally to this day, I think about how awkward it was for me and how hot my face got. That's the worst when you're like, "Okay, this is embarrassing," but I hope no one noticed. And everyone's like, "Isn't that weird?" And you're like, "I'm trying yeah. not to cry." Homie. Yeah, <laughs> I actually went to a wedding similar where, like. Oh, wait, you know what? No, it was a, it's a different story that I think I have on here. It's kind of that vibe, though, yeah. where it's like the speech time and just like no one's really saying nice things about you. And you're like, cool. Yeah. This is my wedding day. Yeah. You're like, come on, dad, you? at least. Yeah, exactly. Kidding me? This is it. My time. JC, Chelsea, hi. Buckle up because this is horrific. My husband and I were married in April of 2018. His family is insane, just to preface. <laughs> Love it. Our wedding day was pretty good at first. We had the ceremony lunch with family and friends, and then the reception. Everything went downhill here. My husband's mom told us that she needed to talk to us during our reception. Love that. Her, my husband, my father-in-law, and I went into a room. They had their other son guard the door so that nobody could get in or out. Then they proceeded to tell us that my mother-in-law had cancer. They said we needed to pray together, so we did for the next half an hour. We missed seeing dear, some dear friends passing through to see us at our reception. My husband was crushed afterwards and tried his best to act normal. All of this on our wedding night. Wait, why really? They, why they couldn't wait, I don't know. But hold on, it gets better. They made it up. She <gasps> did not have cancer, does not have cancer. She is fine. In the words of Chelsea, that's going to be a no from me. <laughs> Wait, Daisy says yeah, I was that. like, I think I made that one up. Just kidding. Needless- Simon Cowell made that one up. Yeah, but- he did. Needless to say, I have not forgiven them for ruining the rest of my wedding night. Anywho, wait. love you guys. Okay, wait, wait, wait. We're going to need more than that. We're going to need some Why more information. Why did she make that up? Like the most bizarre thing I've ever heard. Ruins their whole wedding and then it was At all your made reception? Up. Yeah. I would be like, let me out of here. Actually, if she's telling you cancer, you're like, excuse me? Well, right. It's like ruins your day, but you're also so sad about it. Yeah. And then it's the lie and also like pray about it for 30 minutes at your reception yeah the weirdest thing i've ever okay heard. that's weird yeah bizarre run run <laughs> run <girl>. away <gasps> hi guys finally have a story to share this isn't as much of a horrible wedding story but just a series of unfortunate events at a wedding it makes me lol every time So my father-in-law was getting remarried and it was a pretty low-key event. They decided to have the ceremony in his sister's backyard in Arizona. Weather was hot AF. My husband and I show up to the house and my father-in-law asked my husband right then and there to be his best man. 
five minutes before the ceremony. My husband looks extremely confused and says, yes, this should have been our cue from the beginning of how this wedding would go. So the ceremony begins. All the grandkids are the wedding party, so they begin their walk towards the aisle. All of a sudden, we hear someone screaming bloody murder. We quickly look behind us, and the baby in the stroller being pushed like it. But an eight-year-old grandkid is no longer in the stroller. She is face down on the ground screaming. I am in shock. Her mom hurries to go grab her baby and try to console her. The ceremony proceeds. The bride walks down the aisle accompanied by her son who is wearing a Philadelphia Eagles jersey and jeans. That is going (laughs) to be a hard no for me. Oh, great wedding attire, she says. She then stands by the groom and the music stops. My husband's older brother is marrying the couple. He got ordained online, but it is no secret that his writing abilities are not amazing. His whole speech is riddled with grammatical errors and mixed pronouns. And with each one, you can see my husband's face grimace. He is a a grammar freak. That would be you. That would be my worst nightmare. (laughs) Although the whole speech was masked by the sound of the neighbor's lawnmower. Amazing timing. I know. This leads to a few people consistently yelling, speak up (laughs) louder the whole time. As the couple are exchanging vows, the girls in the front row start freaking out. And I all of a sudden hear one of them whisper, although not really a whisper, mom, I just got stung by a bee. Mom, mom. So now no one is paying attention to anything besides the bee flying around. Finally, the ceremony ends and the sister whose house the event is being held at starts picking up. And I mean, before the bride and groom even exit the aisle, made of ribbon and rocks holding it down. Oh my God. She starts picking everything up and says, Thank heavens that's over, quite loudly. Realizing what she said, she tried to clarify that she meant the kids exiting down the aisle so that they wouldn't trip on the rocks, but we knew what she meant. Anyways, a little long, so you may not share on the podcast, but I hope you get a laugh out of it, even if you don't. Love the podcast. It's one I actually look forward to every week. Oh, that's sweet. Thank you. That, that is the worst is wedding. So ever. funny. That's Aww. like um from the office yes. or something. That is literally a scene from the office. Yeah, the Philadelphia Eagles jersey. I'm so sorry you couldn't have a button up. You have no po- polos. Someone, you have a single button up. Someone messaged us and we're like, I think an um anyone wearing jeans to a wedding is a wedding horror story. Yeah. And I was like, I have to agree. Actually, yes. I was photographing a friend from high school's wedding. She was notorious for the amount of guys she dated. Her dad got up for his father of the bride speech at the reception, and in front of 400 guests, his first words were, I love my daughter so much. I'm so happy she's not a revolving door for boys anymore. (gasps) I was in complete shock as he spent the next 20 minutes talking about how he kept begging her to stop bringing home all these boys and thinking you're going to marry them, and about how tired he was when she brought him home her now husband that it took him a good three months to even acknowledge his presence. Her dad went on to talk about when her husband asked for her hand in marriage, and he said to him, yeah, you and everyone else. (gasps) The bride and groom both were completely red, and all our friends from high school sat there with their mouths wide open. There There was no alcohol served, by the way, so there was no excuse. Still one of the cringiest moments I've ever experienced. Oh, my gosh. And that's what I was saying I've kind of experienced, where I went to a wedding where the dad was kind of like that about the daughter. And I'm just like, this is so, come on. This is her day and she found her person. Why Mm -hmm. are you like bringing up the past? Yeah. It's so mean. Yeah, it is mean. So funny. Not okay. My older brother at my younger sister's wedding um, dinner, we had the wedding dinner the night before. So it wasn't her actual wedding day, but we had like a groom's dinner basically. And my oldest brother gets up and roasts everybody in my family, including the bride and the groom. And literally everyone, me included, my mom, my dad, all of my siblings, has nothing to do with the toast. It was funny, but 
And then like gave her, like then talked about her, but literally roasted her. And it was hilarious, but still I'm like, okay, this is an odd, <laughs> this is odd, but hilarious. He warned us all before. He was like, hey, yeah, I'm doing, good. this is a roast, you guys. Literally like made sure all of the roasts were okay, but they were still pretty shocking. <laughs> the other family probably was like, what is going yeah, on? Yeah, who are these people? Yeah. Not much of a story, but when my sister got married, when we were sending her off, she rode away in a golf cart and going up our driveway, which is pretty steep. She fell off the back and rolled all the way down. I'm <laughs> so sorry. That's literally it. <gasps> she fell off the back and rolled all the way down. No resolution. Yeah, just rolling. Oh my gosh. Okay. I love the podcast and listen to it every week on my hour and a half commute to work. I'm always laughing, crying, or feeling totally motivated for the rest of my day. That's so Aww. sweet. To preface, my mother-in-law and I got along great, or so I thought. Almost everything on my wedding day went wrong, but this was the tipping point. My husband heard that the men's family is supposed to pay for the flowers because it's the last bouquet that he can pay for before we get married. And having my family slash me pay for everything else, I was not opposed to letting him pay for my flowers. Letting them pay for flowers. Mm -hmm. My mother-in-law swore by this lady who had apparently done her daughter's wedding. So she said she was highly recommended. Little did I know this little shop was actually the cheapest shop and my mother-in-law found her from a client's recommendation. So she totally lied <gasps> about this lady doing her daughter's wedding. Ooh. The day before my wedding, my florist calls and tells me that all my flowers never shipped because they got damaged in a flood. <gasps> so I had to repick an entire bouquet with only the flowers that they had on hand in the shop. I said I just wanted simple White, I think white French tulips. This is with, but I think white. White French tulips, but please don't add any hydrangeas. Without my knowledge, my mother-in-law had called after me and asked that the florist add hydrangeas <gasps> because they were her favorite flower. You are joking. The day of my wedding, my mother-in-law had gone and purchased all of the same jewelry that I was wearing. She helped me pick some of it out and wore all of it. And oh. then when she handed me the flowers, I asked her about the hydrangeas. And she said that since she was paying for it, she got to decide what the flowers You are like. joking. Little did I know, she ended up calling a lot of different vendors and changed everything from my flowers to the flavor of our cake and decor at my reception. My mom got so mad about the whole thing that she called the florist and asked for a full refund because my wedding flowers were hideous. See a picture of what I wanted versus what I got. Oh, freak. I need to open up the photo. You are joking. No. This is what she wanted. Just like, beautiful, you know. And that's what she got. So, so different. Like, this is like a wildflower yeah. vibe with them all. And it's like so oh. tight. <gasps> and you know that's not what she no, wanted. you know that's not what she wanted. You know she was looking for the boho vibes. Yeah. And, and she, she got, did not. And she got 2011 And she vibes. got shabby chic vibes. Yeah. <gasps> that would that's be so heinous. heinous. That would be so heinous on your wedding day. And what a bad start. Horrible. You're like, cool. This yeah, is my mother-in-law. She's literally trying to live vicariously through me. Yeah, bought all the same jewelry as her, changed the cake flavor. I'm like, this is not Why? your day. Why That's can people what's not so understand? confusing to me? It's like, this is not your day. I mean, I get it when you're working on it and you're like trying to make it cute and you think you know better, but it's like, even if you think you know better, just let them do what they want to do. If they ask for your advice, great. Yeah. If they don't, don't yes. say anything. No unsolicited advice on the wedding day, please. No, absolutely. That's going to be a no. Crazy wedding story. <laughs> Why do I keep reading the, reading the titles? Like, he, I'm an idiot. My grandma, I love being an idiot. <laughs> my grandma was getting married in the temple to her sweetheart three years ago. And one of my best friends passed out in the middle of the ceiling. 
Good. He was passed out for about a minute and was twitching on the ground. <gasps> Everyone immediately ran ran to him to help him. I was freaking out inside thinking something horrible was happening to him. Then he opened his eyes and said he was okay. I'm so scared. <laughs> and, proceeded, and proceeded to just sit on the floor for the rest of the ceiling. Turns out that he had his knees locked for too long. <gasps> oh, I've heard of that. All the blood rushed, rushed to his head or something and made him lightheaded and he passed out. Apparently, it's common for some people. He said it has happened before. So don't lock your knees. We still talk about that story at my house. Been listening to the podcast since day one. I've been following you both since way before that. I was so stoked when you girls said you were doing a podcast. Love you both like you're my BFFs. Oh, that's sweet. We love you. Yeah. Okay, this one's a long one. So we're going to need to we, we're gonna need to buckle up. But okay. we need all the info. I'm mean, getting comfy. The, yeah, you're get, get comfy, y'all. Okay. Hey, ladies. To start, I absolutely love your podcast and all of your other respective social media accounts. My husband and I listen to them every week and laugh, cry together most times. We love when you listen with your spouse or your boyfriend or whatever. Nothing better. Thanks for bringing so much light and positivity and for being total boss babes. babes. So here we go. My now husband and I met at BYU-Idaho and ended up dating for a few semesters. We got engaged and both had to move home for the summer to work separate jobs we had previously committed to. He went home to Washington. I went back to Arizona to work and wedding plan. Our engagement was only about three and a half months since neither of us were going back to school yet and long distance sucks. Because of the short time frame, wedding, wedding planning was so crazy. But the worst part of it all was my wedding dress. Mm. Having the perfect wedding dress is arguably the most important wedding detail. Since my family lived in a tiny town on the Arizona-Mexico border, there weren't hardly any options around us to shop. I worked almost every day, so I didn't have time to make a special trip somewhere else to look. I ended up getting really lucky and finding a dress online that I really liked, so we ordered it. The dress was almost perfect. I just wanted to change the cap sleeves to something more flowy, and the bottom was about a foot too long. Nothing too crazy. My sister used a seamstress in Gilbert for her dress, and she was amazing, did everything you wanted perfectly. I originally wanted to go with her until a lady in my ward, it's like a little, if you don't know mm -hmm. what a ward is, it's like a church thing. Community. Community. Um, a church thing. That really helped. <laughs> it's a church thing. You wouldn't get it. You guys it. get it. Okay. <laughs> Until a lady in my ward insisted another woman in my ward was just as good. I listened to her and decided to go to this lady to make my wedding dress perfect. First of all, she lived an hour away, so I drove out there to drop my dress off. She took some measurements and seemed super confident, so I was too. This was in July, two months before my wedding, which was in September. I tried to follow up with her every couple weeks to see what the status was and when I could pick up my dress, but she would never answer my calls and only responded to my texts if I sent multiple. I tried not to be pushy, but come on. She finally started texting me, but only to ask me to go buy her the materials she needed to work on the dress. She even ended up not liking what I bought and made me pay her to go out and buy the fabric and supplies she wanted. Okay, weird, what? but I was still trusting it. Eventually, it was a week before my <gasps> wedding. I had my bridal slash first look session scheduled with the photographer and videographer a few days before our wedding. So it was the absolute last minute. I was bothering her every day to see when my dress would be done. And she would always brush me off and say she was sure it would be ready. <gasps> oh, that I'm is stressed. Nuts. I'm so stressed. I'm so stressed. Okay. It came down to literally two days before my bridal shoot and a week before my wedding. And I still did not have my dress. I called and texted her multiple times. And eventually she responded, just asking me to come over to her house for a final fitting. So I drove out there with two of my bridesmaids, went in her sewing room, and she showed me the dress. I am not even exaggerating when I say it was in pieces. The top was cut in half with no visible work done, just pins all over. I tried not to cry and just trust that she would follow through and finish. She did some measurements and I left. Oh my gosh. I want to cry. I know. Then she asked me to come back again that night. Remember I said she lived an hour away. 
for some more measurements. I did, and it was still in pieces. I literally could not see a thing that had changed. Over the next few days, I went back several more times and seeing little to no progress every time, it came down to the day before my bridals and I still had no dress. I called her asking if I could please come pick it up and she said that it was not done. I told told her clearly that I had to leave at 6 a.m. the next morning to drive a few hours to Gilbert where I had a hair appointment and my photo slash video session scheduled. She assured me that she would bring it to me before then and that it would be complete. The rest of the day went by without a word. I kept calling and texting her with no responses. The next morning came when I was supposed to leave and I still could not get a hold of her. I'm stressed. I'm so stressed. Six went by, then seven. She was supposed to leave at 6 a.m. Let's Uh keep that in mind. Then it was 11 a.m. I had not heard from her and I had to call my hair girl, my photographer, my videographer and see if there was any way to move my appointments. Everyone was so nice and so helpful and we moved everything to the next day. She shows up up at my house carrying a trash bag. She awkwardly hands me the bag, will not talk to any of my probably 15 friends and family that are at the house for the wedding and leaves very quickly. My bridesmaids and I rush to my room as I have a breakdown over my dress that is shoved in a literal trash bag. (gasps) I tried to put it on but realize the inside is literally full of pins. (gasps) She put the dress back together, not by sewing it. She literally just put sharp sewing pins, not safety pins, literally just sharp straight pins. So I try to carefully put the dress on with pins stabbing onto my chest and stomach, and I start to notice all of the other things wrong with it. She stitched on a strip of tulle to the sleeve that literally stuck straight out and was the most hideous thing I had ever seen on a piece of clothing. Not to mention it was see-through when I specifically asked her to make it solid. She had also taken apart the top and stuck it back together all weird so there was a stiff three-inch gap between my chest and the neck of the dress so that it was stuck leaving a literal open gaping hole to see down my dress. But here's the worst part. There was blood all over the back of my dress, like brown dried blood. I guess maybe she had cut herself or something and literally got blood all over my white dress. I lost it and had a breakdown for a while while my ladies supported me. Love you the most, girls. Once I was done crying, we got to work. My sister-in-law tackled the sleeves and spent literally all the rest of the day cutting and stitching to fix them as well as sewing up the inside where the pins were. I'm gonna cry. My bridesmaid got a bleach pen and tried to bleach out the blood stains. It mostly worked. And my older brother grabbed some scissors to cut some tool off the hem to make it the right length. In the end, the dress still was not perfect. It fit weird. I could not bend over without flashing everyone, but my friends and family rallied around me and did everything they could to salvage the situation. I want to cry. My photographer and videographer even helped me position the dress in the best way so that it looked good for pictures. Thanks, ladies. I still cringe when I see photos of my dress, but I ended up getting the flu on my wedding day, so that kind of made me forget it all. (laughs) Overall, it was still the happiest day of my life, and maybe I will forgive that lady from my ward who ruined my wedding dress one day. Peace out. You are absolutely (laughs) joking me. There is nothing more horrifying than that. Did I just say joking me? Yeah. That's not right. <laughs> Are you kidding? Please imagine. Like, I want to cry oh, I thinking cry. about that. Because at that point. There is nothing worse than than trying to call or text someone and they're not responding and you absolutely need them. Oh, it's so stressful. But me always. Worst texter. No, like when you yeah, absolutely when you actually need, need them. That. Like when you're like, okay, I have to go. Why aren't you answering? And they're just like not answering, not texting you back. And you're like, excuse me. For something like that too. Oh, it's so… Why did she say she could do it? I know. I don't get people like that. Just, okay. At that point, let's pretend we're in the situation. Okay. I don't if, want to. Okay. But just pretend. If that was you and your wedding dress was just like a hot mess, what would you… Like would you try and get a new… What would you do? I'm like almost thinking, I'm like, I would honestly feel like at that point, just try and get like 
a sleek white dress that was pretty that isn't even really that wedding-ish, but that's just like classic. And I'm like, this is better than freaking having pins in my boobs. Yeah. It depends on how far gone it is. Yeah. I mean, I think we know I'm good at salvaging wedding things. So (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh, I cannot imagine. But the wedding dress, I'm like, that's I would if I was the bride though, I would be like crying so hard. Oh yeah. I think kind of how she was saying, like it's still the best day and you're kind of like when it comes to the day, because at least for me, and I think this is probably how you were too, like I was stressed and I was like trying to get everything right and perfect. And I was a little bit of like wanting to do it all and like controlling. I wouldn't say I was a bridezilla. I definitely wouldn't say you were. But I was definitely stressed. And then the day of my wedding, I was not stressed. I didn't care if anything went wrong. I was just like, whatever. Yeah. Like, Definitely. if something went wrong, other people were stressed. And I was like, it's fine. Yeah. And that's kind of how my sister was. She was like, things are going on. She was like laughing. Like, I was like terrified when she was going to see the cake or anything. And like, the, the light literally went down before we got to take pictures. So it was dark. And I was like, oh, she's going to be like, I was mad because for her, like, I was like, Abby, you have to get here because the pictures are going to be dark. And she got there and she was like in the best mood. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'm happy. She, yeah, like you're just like care. getting married. So you don't care. But I think the dress, what I will say is like you want to feel beautiful on your wedding that's day. That's true. And that's what breaks my heart for that one. That's because it's true. Like, yeah, little details can go wrong. Wait, wait. Did she say that she didn't get the dress till her wedding day? It was. <clears throat> no, or was it I the day it, of her um, shoot? It was the day of shoot. the shoot. Okay. That but, is, but that was only horrible. Yeah, that was only. Still so mad. That's horrible. Like, oh, okay, that is horrible. <laughs> yeah. Just not any better. Yeah, it's that's yeah, the so dress sad. the dress, I will say. Like that's is a, a huge part. It's a huge part. You gotta feel pretty on your wedding day. Yeah. If you don't, that sucks. Yeah, that's the one thing where you're like, if I look good, we're good. Okay. Hey ladies, I'll save my compliments until the end. So here's my wedding drama. I got married on a Colorado mountain in the middle of December. It was a beautiful snowy day, which is great for pictures, but not so great for driving. We had rented a party bus to take everyone from the church to the reception, which was about a three-mile drive. The bus took all the guests down while the wedding party took pictures, and then the bus came back for us. As you got on the bus, the driver would hand you a cocktail, and then you would take your seat or work the stripper pole, whatever you were (laughs) feeling. But then, just as the last person was getting onto the bus— The brakes failed, and the bus starts rolling down the hill, up onto the sidewalk in front of the church, and slams into a tree. (gasps) Honestly, it all happened so fast, we didn't really know what was going on, but the windshield was completely smashed. We were all covered in mud from falling on the bus floor, and the poor tree did not survive. Fortunately, no one was seriously hurt, so we all shook it off pretty quickly. My new husband thought this was the funniest thing in the world and staged an impromptu photo shoot in front of the wreck. Our photographers were shocked that we wanted this documented, but the pictures are hilarious. With no other transportation, we started walking down the very steep and icy road to the reception venue. Luckily, when we were about a mile and walking three miles, I just that just dawned on me. Three miles is it's a long Three time. miles, yeah. A mile or is a long, long time. time. It, well, it is. <laughs> it takes a long time to walk. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, sorry. When we were about a mile into our trek, a random friend from high school was driving by and offered us a ride down the hill. Literally, angels looking yeah. over you. Once we got to our reception, the rest of the night went off without a hitch. In fact, the bus driver even delivered roses and the card read, Sorry to crash your wedding. Oh, <laughs> It was gosh. definitely not an ideal way to start off married, but it makes a great story. Anyway, I love the podcast and I've listened every single Tuesday since episode one. Thanks for making my hour-long commutes feel like a coffee date with my friends. Oh, that's cute. That's cute. And brides, keep calm and make sure your party bus has snow tires. 
Oh my god! Dead. Wowza. Way to look for the bright side. Yeah. Okay, so this one wasn't actually sent in specifically to us by the person. Mm-hmm. It's like I think there was a Facebook group or page that were talking about crazy wedding stories, and so yeah. someone sent me this in from a Facebook page. Okay. Yeah. My husband and I paid for most of our wedding because my mom said she and my dad did not have enough money and my in-laws did not have the funds to pay for it. A lot of people pay for their weddings. It was fine. I was talking to my dad a couple of years ago about my husband's kidney stones and mentioned that he was stressed around our wedding. And that's what the doctor said a lot of his stones when a lot of his stones formed. I think that's what I meant. Okay. Mm -hmm. Come to find out my mom had taken about $10,000 from my dad saying we needed it for the wedding and pocketed it (gasps) while telling us that… That they did not have the funds for it. That was fun. Oh my. Were they married or were they divorced? The mom and the dad. I don't know. Maybe it sounds like they're they're divorced now or something. I don't know. I'm like, how does she had? What did she buy? Yeah. Just invest it. Yeah. Just is now a millionaire because of it. (laughs) Invest it in the stock market. (laughs) Put it in a Roth IRA. Genius. (laughs) Um, no, that is so shocking. Yeah, that is shocking. I would never trust my mom. No. That is so mean. Okay, last one. We're going out with a bang. Yeah. I was doing the floral for a wedding. And as I was leaving from setup, I found the groom and a bridesmaid doing it in the bushes. I had to get the security guard on duty to go break it up. When tearing down the wedding, the security guard said he found the bride going to town on another man towards the end of the reception. You cannot make this stuff up. I am. Excuse me? Going to town? I'm like, yeah, I don't know what, what that means. What the heck does that mean? I don't know what that means. I don't know what it means, and I don't know if I want to know, but I kind of want to know. <laughs> what? Why are you getting married to each other? Yeah, maybe it's like an arranged marriage or something. Like, maybe they're all just like, maybe that's just their thing. They got an open marriage already. I don't know what's going on, but… I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like where this is headed. No. I thought we'd end there. <laughs> yeah. We'll end on that note. Watch your groom on your wedding day. Yeah. And watch the bride apparently too. <laughs> <laughs> and watch yourself, honestly. <laughs> honestly, just watch out. <laughs> More of the story, watch out. If any of you guys are getting married soon, we hope you do not have any crazy, unfortunate stories like these. We yeah. hope your wedding goes very smoothly. But I will say one thing about these kinds of things is usually as you look back on it, even if it, at the time you're like, are you joking me? You it's said, not, are you joking me again? Oh. <laughs> it's, okay. it's still normal. It's not a weird thing to say. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you look back and you're like, okay, this is a good story. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. In years to come. Because even… I Okay, actually, I have a random story to, to okay. end this with. <laughs> my uh, The girl who did my hair for my wedding was telling me on her wedding day, the DJ just… She told… She had worked so hard on all of the songs she wanted. Picked out exactly what songs she wanted her father-daughter dance. Their first dance. Everything. Like literally made a playlist for the, the bride, dance party. The bride herself. Yeah. The bride made it and gave it to the DJ. And the DJ was like a friend or something like that. But said he was like a good DJ. And she goes out for her dance with her father. And Kiss the Girl from Little Mermaid starts playing. That's the song that he chose to play for her father-daughter dance. Kiss Kiss the girl. girl? She's like, are you kidding me? Kiss the girl. Like, That is not going to work. For father-daughter one? For father-daughter. That's even weirder. She was like dancing with her dad and she's like, this could not be more awkward. Literally a romantic song. It's supposed to be like a touching like, um, 
my baby girl. And it's yeah. like literally kiss the girl. Excuse me. No. It's not even like a cute yeah, song. Yeah. And then he played the wrong song for her first dance. And I was like, cool. That's Haney. Yeah. I love that. All right. That ends it for our stories today. Thanks for writing in. As always, if you want to be part of this and send in your own stories, make sure you're following us at What We Said Podcast. That is where we ask all of our questions. We ask for the stories. If you want to be on an episode and have your horror story shared, that's where you got to go. Go follow our Instagram. And reminder that our merch launches tomorrow. You guys set your alarms. What we said Wednesday, we are so freaking excited. You guys can watch behind the scenes vlogs on my channel. I'll have that linked. And um, like we were saying before, just go to our um, podcast Instagram at what we said podcast to see like all the behind the scenes to get more info on sizing, pricing, see a bunch of photos from our photo shoot we did and more fun stuff. And if you guys want to subscribe to our podcast, that'd be great. And that's about it. Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next week. We love you. And that's what we said. Goodbye. Goodbye.